Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Chino Liao at your service for episode number 402. So in case confused kayo, you didn't miss anything because episode 401 is an audio-only version that we dropped yesterday. And that features uh, Maddie Wahlberg from PWA in Sydney and Australian Survivor. So go check that out. But for tonight, it's episode 402. And marami tayong gagawin ngayon. Uh, for starters, we're going to be announcing the winner of the first week of WWP 7 Years. Next, we'll tell you what's up for grabs for week 2. 3, syempre, my WrestleMania 37 and NXT TakeOver Fallout show tayo. And we've got some special guests who we'll get to in a bit. So let's get to business first and let us announce the first winner for our Wrestling Wrestling Podcast 7-Year Promo. So... This winner will be taking home a The Rock Funko Pop. So, Tatarin Hanko with the The Rock t shirt I'm wearing. Thank you so much to WWE Southeast Asia for sending that over to me. Our winner for this week is Pasas Castro. So, let's uh, blow up her picture, babyface producer Nikai. Congratulations to Pasas Castro, Yo. Super P. That very inspired promo. She really went all out about with the costumes and the nicknames and the production value. and uh, to be honest, ako natawa ako watching it. Natawa rin ako. So that's why she got my vote. Di ko expect na sasali siya. And then she actually went all out to, you know, get that Funko Pop. So congrats. Med, med, medyo madaya eh. Dinabadan tayo sa effects eh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good, yeah, deli- it was you, a nicely it, delivered promo though. Yeah, I mean also yes. But if you add, if you put production value in your thing, you're gonna make <laughs> So guys. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have to applaud Pasas or Super P as she's known in the local community. So congratulations to you. And you're going to be receiving your The Rock Funko Pop soon from our friends from Kramer Toy Warden. Now, babyface producer Nikai also has the, uh, the picture of what's up for grabs for week number two. So let's blow up that image and let's show everybody what we're giving away for week number two. And it is a Funko Pop of... Let's blow up that photo, babyface of, producer of Nikai. Hold on. 
Parang excitement. Yeah. Parang oh, excitement. Live show tayo guys eh. So, uh, yung, yung mga, magkaka-problem talaga. Yung mga this members is, this of... Is, uh, sorry, sorry, this is what Vince McMahon has to deal with. Know, <laughs> weather <laughs> delay. <laughs> weather delay. Weather delay. Papalitan yung script. Right. So, we're giving away another Funko Pop for this week. And before we announce kung anong prize na yun, it's... it's same mechanics but then we want you to cut a promo on us here on the wrestling wrestling podcast cut a promo on the show on all three of us on one of us if you want on two of us if you want so go cut a promo on us make sure you use the hashtag wwp seven years and tag us on twitter and tiktok at wrestling 2x pod and then on Facebook and Instagram, it is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Make sure na nakapublic din pala yung post nyo so that you can have a bigger chance to, one, na makita namin yung promo nyo, and two, so that you can actually win the prize. So here's a prize for week number two. Let's blow it up. Woo! Woo! Yon. It's a Funko Pop of the Queen Charlotte Flair who made a big return to Monday Night Raw for this week. So if you want to win this Charlotte Flair Funko Pop from us and our friends at Kramer Toy Warden, all you have to do is to cut a promo on us here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. One more thing uh, to tell you about before we get to our WrestleMania review, and that is one of the things that you can get from us because you're a listener and a viewer of the podcast. And this is courtesy of our friends from Mr. Speedy. All right, guys, alam kung may kayo to your friends, to your loved ones here in Manila. So if you are looking to, you know, get a little uh, price off of that delivery, you can use our Mr. Speedy code because you are a loyal viewer and listener of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Just use the code WWP Mr. Speedy. Again, that's WWP M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y to get 50 pesos off your very first delivery on Mr. Speedy. Use it now. All right. Uh, saying what's up to our regulars who are here, all joining us. Uh, Admin Jackie, our patron, Sina Bruce, uh, to Chris, uh, our winner, Super P's here, JK, MJ, Dwayne, uh, Direct Christian Encarnacion, uh, the guy who gave me my first gig in sports casting. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we have a lot to get to, so let's bring in our guests who will be helping us review WrestleMania 37. They're a recurring guest at this point, part of our little exclusive list. Please welcome back the Thompsons, Mark Thompson and Patty Chew Thompson. Let's bring them in. <laughs> if you guys are familiar with the live streams they do, you know that Mark has a habit of incorporating wrestling themes in his sets, and I mark out for that stuff all the time. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Thank you so much I, for joining us. Thank you for having us again. Thanks. After guys. a year, yes. yes, exactly a year. So happy anniversary. Yeah. Oh, yes. Happy we're like, we're super lucky that you guys give us the slot of um, After Mania. It's like the Raw After Mania. So we get the podcast After Mania. Hey. I, I never thought about it Thank that you. way. But yeah, that's a nice way of putting yeah. it. Uh, so you, you get that After Mania rub. You want to make names and make a comeback. <laughs> so we're coming off of WrestleMania 37, which was a two-night event in front of people the first time in a year, a month, a week, and a day, as they said on the show, and that they've actually had people. And one of the biggest questions coming out of that is, should WrestleMania be a two-night event from now on? So, Mark, Patty, I see you guys nodding your heads. Uh, I, I'm guessing that's a yes. Yes, yes. Well, well, I'll, I'll go first. I think it should stay a two-night show because, like, there's so many slots. There are now so many superstars. We got three shows, and like, I feel like everybody deserves a slot. 
and like you know they can stop doing the andre memorial uh battle royal on on the thing and like just have like the main storylines on mania yeah yes then for me it gives uh everyone like a moment to shine you know and yeah that's the word yeah. Yeah. Bro, I know you have different thoughts on this, but I, I know you're more of a fan of the one night event. Are you? No, that's not me. That was that was Carlo. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay, okay. So, is there anyone on this panel who's more of a fan of the one night one night uh, show? Ikaw Chino, are you more of a one night uh, WrestleMania guy or two nights uh, no, WrestleMania? I, guy? I, I, I am with with them. I say two nights, but at the same time, each night was still four hours long. So, if if their whole goal here. Was to cut down on time. They're not doing a very good job at it <laughs> because the yeah, old yeah. media was only was only four hours long, right? So it, it's like they're giving us twice the amount of media for for not doing it very efficiently. You know, let's just put it that way. They they could have cut off a lot more matches, a lot more things from it. And yeah, it's not like I'm complaining that we got such a good show, but again, each night is still. Four hours long, so yeah. And there were people. Finally, <laughs> there were people. Di ba kayo anxiety attack seeing the people like wala silang mask or nakachin strap lang sila. I mean, may COVID pa rin Sometimes, naman. Sometimes, yeah, definitely. When I see parang dun sa likod ng announce table, parang oh my god, nakababa yung mask niya. I will say. <laughs> yeah, and then okay, go ahead. Dude, the whole time I was also looking at the back and I was like, are those cardboard cutouts or people? <laughs> oh, it's half. Uh, it's half and half. Yeah, I was like, oh, those. that's a cardboard. You know how we <laughs> noticed? Kasi nung yes chance na yung iba walang kamay. <laughs> and they were still smiling. And then when, when when it was quiet, they were still smiling. I was like, okay, that's a cardboard cutout. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that top half are cardboard cutouts. So I will say, being... Uh, the only one of us, assuming uh, the only one of us here in the U.S., vaccination programs here are actually going off much more smoothly than anywhere else. So the rollout of the vaccine has been going pretty well. I can't really say for Florida, because that's Florida. I've never been there. But in, in California, people have been getting vaccinated like clockwork. And so the, the amount of things... The amount of things that you can actually do now are, are, are just a lot more than, say, last year. But the venues and, and shows and restaurants are open now. And movie houses are open now. So I, I guess I'm not saying that we're COVID, but if you ask the people here, you might as well just say that. Right. Yeah. Um, Yo, I, I got a question or- before before we start. I just needed to ask. What the hell is with the WrestleMania backlash? Since we're on the <laughs> WrestleMania topic, Are, is this gonna be a thing now? Like everything is mania, or like what? What is it? Uh, I don't know. What the news about why it's called WrestleMania backlash when before it was just simply backlash? I guess backlash. I guess they just wanted to keep the branding, and you know, make sure that you know people tune in because it is a sequel to this year's WrestleMania and stuff like that. <laughs> Okay, the horror it. show at extreme room, yeah, yeah, or, probably something like that. Yeah, the bar or that other thing. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. 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 I don't
And my favorite meme coming out of that was, this is how the producers look when Adriana Chechik is on a porn set. <laughs> but yeah, that was my. Sobrang awa ako sa kanila, and you have to give them props. Like, you, uh, say what you want about Michael Cole and Byron Saxton, but you have to uh, respect them for putting up with that stuff, diba? with the weather delay and getting rained on and all of that stuff. Sisi Byron, no walan na mic. That's what I felt the most badly about. Like, he, he lost the mic. And, uh, that was really bad. Yeah. The weather delay it obviously affected the match of Drew McIntyre and. Um, yeah, did you see their promo? They were so nervous, and then like uh, Lashley had to cut Shane off with the <laughs> stomach tap, and I was like, "Oh, dude, we're so live right yeah, now." Yeah, that's it's a great. Uh, it, sorry, Patty. I just want to say that it's a great point that Mark brings up because you realize that all of this is very much live. It's happening in the moment, yes. so everything is so unexpected. So the fact that they had to pull four or five, six different promos out. But they had to cut back to the panel, they had to do everything with the fly, just shows yes, how yeah. fast paced everything is behind the scenes. Because I, oh, I worked behind live shows before, and literally, from one end to the other yeah. to get yeah. things moving. Yeah. And I bet this thing was like 10 times as fast, 10 times more hectic. Yeah, uh, I had secondhand anxiety from watching the whole the, the entire weather delay <laughs> happen yeah, in real yeah. time. Because I thought a big chance that the the weather might force them to cancel the whole night. Because you know you, you never know because you might uh, the the rain might happen all night, the thunder might happen all night. So I was really afraid. Because uh, as Chino said, we have uh, Stan and I we have live experience then. And you never know that those things could just really uh, get called off completely. Yeah, nung yeah. PWR yeah. homecoming, diba, sobrang lakas ng ulan and indoor style nun. Pero yung, uh, yung parang daan from the mall, from Trinoma to yung tent, open air yun eh. So natakot din tayo nun. So yeah, sobrang nakarelate ako yeah. to that anxiety. Now, Patty, you mentioned Drew and Bobby Lashley. And, uh, you know, there was a bit of reaction to, to Bobby Lashley's win. So I'm going to zoom out of that and ask if the right people won. So, for example, Bobby Lashley, was he the right person to have won that match? Well, we, me and Mark discussed this when we were, we were talking about who, who, who's going to win on every match, right? Vince does it like this. Like, when, when we're in a situation like a COVID era or a pandemic, parang he's going to make the good guys win just to give us a little bit of hope, you know? So, at that time, parang na feel ko na parang, okay, maybe Drew's going to win because I want him to have a crowd. Because uh, last time, right, when, when he beat uh, Brock Lesnar, he didn't have a crowd. So, I was like, he deserves this. And then when Bobby Lashley won, I was like, okay. Uh, may mala si Drew. Like, Patty, Patty and I have been talking. May mala siya. I'm such, a, I'm such a Drew McIntyre fan. Because eh. he held up, you know, the the backstage guys, like, in the pandemic. He was the leader and all he's, that. He's the king of the Thunderdome era. And, like, dude, when he got his Intercontinental title push, it didn't work out. When he was about to finally go to Mania after the Rumble win pandemic and now that there's live people it's like oh <laughs> so my yeah, Drew, Drew. you're always <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> i mean like one more thing uh i'm not trying to go off topic but i hate that they split up the hurt business like it would have been nice if lashley won and the hurt business wasn't split up i think it sucks because like that storyline for me was really like worth the watch 
but I think Lashley, it's good that he won too because he's believable. Yeah. Did the right people win coming out of Mania? Itong si Boswaki na naging patron natin over the weekend. He says that night one, colon, all winners tama. And I actually agree with that. Because I actually also agree with what Patty said. Na we are in the COVID era and then people were deprived of live wrestling for a year, a month, and a day. So uh, night one, which is the first night that people will watch wrestling live after that long, uh, for sure will have um, really good cloud, crowd-pleasing results. So to me... Drew McIntyre was overpowered by the power of African American representation in Bobby Lashley being WWE champion. Which is not a champ. bad thing. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. I'm yeah, sure a lot of yeah. people, an entire demographic, uh, wanted Lashley to win over Drew McIntyre, who had his moment the last year. So yeah, I think that's why he won. That's why a lot of uh, good picks won that And ang lakas talaga ng Almighty Era. Like whoa. Yeah, you guys are right. Um, you mentioned na sobrang legit nung look ni Lashley. And I think a win against Drew McIntyre, putting him to sleep at WrestleMania, really solidifies him and puts him over the top as one of the current stars to build around alongside Roman Reigns, diba? which I felt heading into it, he was the right person then to win. Like Actually, any of the three, diba? Daniel Bryan, Edge, Roman Reigns, all of them could have won. But ikaw, Chino, ha, um, since Rose said night one, all of the right people won. For night two, did anyone win na feeling mo they should not have won? I feel like as much as I love the match, well, first of all, the answer at the Orton, then yeah, we are, we're, we're gonna get there. Are we gonna get there now? Let's get there. Yeah, now. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get there now. <laughs> Listen, okay. I, I know, I know. Mark has thought, so Mark, take it away. Just do it. Oh my God. Okay, I got some notes, and I'm gonna <laughs> how I felt at the moment. I need to say it out. All right, man. I have some notes about this. Showing the notes on screen for yeah. those listening All right, on, man. on Spotify. <laughs> all right. This is the third. All right. The third rebrand of Bray Wyatt. All right. And like, how can you manage to fuck this up? So first, you know, we had uh, with the Cena thing, he got buried there. Hard to recover. And then finally, The Fiend. And like Goldberg beat him. And that kind of fucked things up. And now he finally did a rebrand. He was like the the crusty skin fiend who t- barbecue fiend who turned into like the nice new mass joker. And then he fucking loses. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm cussing. But like how, how do you fuck this? And and I get that the RKO is the most protected move, but like one one RKO, not even two. <laughs> What? Not even three? What the fuck? Like, I'll, I'll stop pressing. But that's how I feel about the feed. I I so respect his promo. I respect his build. Like that's seven months of story. And it it, it's, it somehow it became dragging along the yes, way. Yes, you know? but but we were like WrestleMania is gonna be it. Like when we when everything unfolds for Fiend and then voila. And then like when you when you break it down, I know it's wrestling, but when you break it down, it's like. Alexa Bliss did it because she is now more evil. That's it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, so that, that's it. That's just my take on that. But everything else. Sorry, when we were when we were watching the live show, right? Parang everyone was chanting, holy sh- holy shit. When when Alexa Bliss's head was 
there was like black uh, blood <laughs> Basta she was bleeding yeah. Yeah. diba parang after nun nung na-RKO si and na-RKO si Fiend biglang wala na talo one, two, three and then everyone was like what? Huh? that was it? <laughs> The worst part God. was they kicked off night two with that, diba? Parang what a whimper to start night two with. And I, I have to go to Chino here because you're the horror fan among the three of us uh, regulars. So what do you think about Alexa now trying to break away from The Fiend and introducing Lily? I feel like it was the worst match to start off with, number one. You don't kick off Mania with, with an Undertaker match, diba? Diba first match of casket match, right? Let's put it in that context. If they're building him to be the next face of horror wrestling, then that would have been a very poor way to start it. Number two, reports, putting on the smart glasses here, and say reports have been saying that this ending, this finish, was changed on the fly. Now, if that is indeed true, then people are really out of touch behind the scenes with how everything has been falling into place here. Because this whole thing didn't make sense. And even on the Raw, not a lot was explained. Right? We didn't really get a lot from, from what Alexa Bliss said, is that, despite having a creepy doll and this new sort of demonic persona. I like how they're adding a female horror wrestler to the mix. Like That's something the WWE hasn't really touched on before, but they could have executed things a lot better. Because... Everything was just, it was just so messy and misconstrued. And it didn't really come off the way they thought it would have. Last one. Yo, Stan, just to, add, okay, just, just to add on that, Stan, like, um, like they apparently, according to the reports too, they never had an endgame. They never had That's like right. how, yeah, they never had an endgame for this. And I was like, oh, it's got to be good. And they didn't. I was like, Are oh, you saying it's like Jesus. implementing ECQ without a plan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm going to go around the room one more time before we go to our first break. Which was worse? Itong WrestleMania 37, Fiend versus Orton, or WrestleMania 33 with a projection of cockroaches in the middle of the ring? We'll start with the row. Uh, well, that's a, that's a good question because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say there. Um, I would say that this is the bigger disappointment because it was such uh it was already disappointing to begin with because it was such a long build up it was uh, it was such it was so dragging and then when you thought that Orton was about to lose finally and the Fiend was about to win finally you get uh the rug pulled from underneath them so bigger disappointment once again because we trusted it this time and wala pa rin. How about Mark and Patty? Yeah, this is a bigger letdown definitely. Awful. God, awful. It's like getting back with your ex expecting better and then you just fail again. Which is a great microcosm of our fandom with WWE, to be honest. It's like an abusive relationship, for better or worse. Yeah. Chino. Um, I, I don't know. I, guys, I feel like this is all recency bias because puede, puede. It, it's been so long since we've actually sat down and watched that match. And it's still... I know it's going to be ironic when I say this, but it's still a little early to tell where this actually goes, right? There are still ways for it to be saved with regards to this Fiend versus Orton versus Alexa gimmick. Hey, that's so, what Patty's saying. It's that hope that maybe yeah. ex ko, so, Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know about all <laughs> that, but what I'm saying is I, I feel like 
the House of Horror House of Horrors match was a lot more disappointing. All right. Now uh, we're gonna take a break. Shout out to everybody who's saying WrestleMania 33 in the comments. You know, you worst let down. Uh, as we go to break here, let's let our listeners know how their online shopping can help support the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Take it away, Ro. All right, guys. Everything you want and need. Hashtag NASA Lazada Yan. And your online shopping can help us uh, do what we do here by using our affiliate link. That's podlink.co slash EUL. Again, podlink.co slash EUL. A portion of your purchases will go a long, long way to us and, you know, to the Podcast Network Asia to help us do what we do. All right. Now let's hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Dog Coach Francis. Dogs are a man's best friend. Get to know your dog and strengthen your friendship by listening to the dog behind the human. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia. Understand your dog so you and your pupper can live your best life together. Okay, time for bate bate. Dahil mahilig tayo magbate. Say what's up to JK. Happy birthday, bud. He's turning Happy birthday, JK. Very, very soon. Happy birthday. Sabi ni Admin Jackie, pwede ka nang makulong. How dark. <laughs> uh, Chino, let's... Si, Jack, si Jackie talaga gusto niya yung mga nakukulong, tinatapakan. That's just her sense of humor. That is... Let's get to some Kumu shoutouts, shall we? All right, okay. Uh, say hey to Steven of Geeky Ones, who is you know tuned in, and also mentioned that someone could you know got the Rona from being at WrestleMania, who got their test results on Tuesday night. So that's pretty bad. Uh, saying hey to Joshua Visbal, I think this is Gimme Buckets, who has a new name. Uh, he sent us hello, hello, and is talking on the chat. Let me know if you're Gimme Buckets, so I can you know properly acknowledge you, like we acknowledge the Tribal Chief. Saying hey to Vong underscore X44, who says we're in Kumu, referring to uh, Mark's plenty F-bombs. Uh, saying hey to... <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark just used up all the F-bombs for this episode. Oh, let's not Sorry. Sorry about Victor, that, guys. Victor is saying that Mr. Cena vanished in the funhouse for this ish, referring to, uh, you know, uh, uh, the fiend losing to... Randy Orton, Mr. Rollins' babyface character died for this ish. Uh, <laughs> Goldberg's win is justified for this ish. So they're really mad about the <laughs> mad about the fiend losing. Emil 40422 yeah. says the fiend versus Randy Orton match really bummed the crowd uh, at until the end of Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. So uh Maraming um Maraming the comments. So thank you guys. Uh Vong is asking our thoughts about the new commentator on Raw, the, the new lead play-by-play guy, oh, Ad, Ad and Verk. Uh, I don't know, you guys want to answer that? So yeah, Patty and Mark have thoughts. Oh, sorry. Well, when 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 we watched the Raw after Mania, we were like, "Who's that?" <laughs> and then we kept listening. We we're like, "Okay, I hope he stays because he's really good." Yep. He reminds me of that guy from uh, WCW, the commentator. I, I forgot his name. Yes, Tony Schiavone. Uh, like I don't know, I just have that vibe from him, and I really, really, really enjoy. Brother, I think I know why. Because Tony Schiavone is your typical Tito on commentary, and Adnan Verk is your typical Tito as well. Who the hell references Sinead O'Connor on a wrestling show? <laughs> yeah, he did yeah, that. He was yeah. like, "Nothing compares to you, just like Sinead O'Connor," and I'm like, "What the hell?" 
He also referenced Dion. He tears up the Pope picture. Yeah, he also referenced Dion Warwick, who Rose says is a cool Twitter tita, so fine, I'll give him that for street cred. But sobrang tita ni Adnan Verk. I, I like see Andrew Goldstein, one of the former WWE writers, our next guest on the podcast. He actually tweeted out, out Verk everyone, which I felt was a great uh, play on words for, for Adnan Verk. Um, let's go back to the fiend because Chino has some thoughts he wants to get on. Yeah, I just saw the the I just saw this on the comments page of our Facebook live stream, and a lot of people, or one or two people, have said that this might actually play into a two fiend scenario, wherein Alexa Alexa Bliss brings up a second fiend, a la Undertaker in the nineties. Remember how Cornette had his own Taker when Taker refused to sign with him. So I, I feel like it would be a good horror story twist to do that, but to add a second theme to it, it's not necessary. Now, I saw a thing, I, I saw another smart thing on the internet that said that this might actually lead into an Alistair, uh, Alistair Black comeback, which if it does... I- that's what we thought. Yo, yeah. Uh, can I can I also add? I oh. I read somewhere it's super not a true. It's not like a rumor rumor, but like uh, who's Bray's brother again? He could play the second fiend. Yeah, Bo Dallas could play the second fiend. Yeah, shout out to our listeners who are saying that there was a conspiracy theory that it was Bo Dallas under the Fiend mask in WrestleMania. But then other people disproved it by showing you tattoos that na uh, na- they naman during WrestleMania. So no, we I, don't know. Okay. But the, the crispy one, though, could have been him. The crispy one on Raw could have been him. I mean, Bray has lost a lot of weight, so I don't really know how they would look physically side by side. But anyway, what I'm trying to get at here is there's no ways to save this story. It's up to the WWE yeah. whether or not they actually want to. Gino, I want to say wait, wait, everybody wait. can have like the optimism that you have. Sorry, I want to say because uh, to that point, it's time to say. Nakot sa horror movies. Iba na mga usapan yun, Wait, wait. Uh, to Chino's point about the them saving the story, um, it seems to me after reading the rumors that uh, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Alexa Bliss are in charge of the of the characters and how it's portrayed, but they're not really in charge of how the story is playing out. So that can be a huge, huge obstacle in all of this. Oh, it's a priority. Right. It's a priority. Let's go around the room here and talk about your favorite WrestleMania matches. And for me, it's got to be a tie between Cesaro and Seth Rollins and the Universal Championship yes. match. Those are my two favorites. So uh, let's go to Mark and Pat here. Which were your favorite matches? Me, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. And then, yeah. And then the Universal match. Yeah. Uh, I would have to go with Cesaro. Like, that was his moment. Sure. And, like, the, the way the story was built how like you know like as if rollins was the gatekeeper to your moment i really love that and also um i gotta give a shout outs to bianca belair's hair whip on sasha banks that left a scar that was awesome also um yeah that that um the bad bunny surprised me and the spots the spots were like dope the spots morrison did you know, with the flips, and it was awesome. It was super, super awesome. Let's go to Ro here. Your favorite WrestleMania match from this year? Oh, I'm gonna, I gotta go with Bianca and Sasha uh, for sure. Um, they they deserve their night one main event. Also, gotta give props to Benito, to Bad Bunny for uh, wrestling 
a, a lot of the match there uh, by himself without tagging out. So that is uh, really an extraordinary feat. If you guys um, ever get experience in the ring, and I give him all the props in the world for pulling it off. Ro, let's bring up yung rumors about Damien Priest supposedly being injured pa rin in WrestleMania, which was why Bad Bunny had no choice right, but right. to spend most of the match in the ring. Yeah, so apparently Damien Priest was barely cleared to wrestle uh, the match. So kaya nilagirawang tag team match. And uh, that's why he only had like a few spots and the hot tag spot uh, near the end. So, um, yun, um, I hope that Damien Priest gets better. I think he, they're still using him on Raw. And I don't know how he's going to recover that way, but I hope he gets better. Chino, your favorite WrestleMania match from this year? Uh, I'm going to go with what Patty said and say Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens because you can actually feel how much they've starved for that. They, they want fans to be there. They want people to be, react to what they do. And they did all, they put out all the stops. All, those, all three of those brain busters. Those classic KO moves that did not They pulled it out, and, and you know what? Logan Paul wasn't even a factor, which was what we were all afraid of. Right? Yeah, we were all yeah. afraid of it of him playing some sort of role. But he he just sat there, he ate a stutter, and the night was over. And so I feel like it didn't really tarnish uh, the match because he wasn't really in the ring for that for that long. I also like the Lashley Drew match. Um, it was such an emphatic statement on the part of Bobby Lashley to prove that he owns Drew McIntyre's ass after all these matches. I don't understand why they're doing it again, but it, you know what? For what's worth, the WrestleMania match was pretty good. To Chino's point, hey, can I give a oh, shout yeah. out to uh, oh. to Matt Riddle, to Matt Riddle <laughs> and Sheamus? Besides Sheamus botching that um, white noise from the top yeah. rope. That 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 was a dope match and they still saved it. And obviously Sheamus took a lot Yeah, it took a lot for him to get off on the top rope. He was shaking, you know what I mean? I can tell that guy's afraid of heights, but like that was a dope, dope, dope match. See you and Nicanor in the comment section, Sabinya. He loved the tease for Kevin Owens' package pile driver. I was actually screaming when I saw that. I'm like, is he actually gonna do it in WWE? So yun, um, I, I really marked out for that. How about favorite moments? Because it's all about the WrestleMania moments. So if you can pick one or two signature moments from this year's WrestleMania, what would that be? Let's start with Ro. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Bianca obviously getting her due uh, at the end of night one. Roman Reigns destroying the competition on night two. What else? Cesaro so getting his win. So basically, lahat, lahat <laughs> oh, Sorry, sorry. Okay, I'll save lahat the rest for you guys. <laughs> How about Chino? Your favorite moment? Uh, I I would actually have to go with the feed dead joke. I, I would go with uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I I say Cesaro getting his first W in a singles match is is huge. Especially how that story played out around the swing, the back, the kid counter, the second swing, and he tried creative ways to do it, and he pulled out the UFO again, uh, which is really interesting uh, story-wise. Um, I also like the moments that the uh, that bad buddy had in, in the match. Cinema. Like we said, we didn't really expect him to perform, but it just shows you the amount of respect he actually has. Uh, for wrestling, right? How about Morgan Patty? 
Me, Cesaro's win. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Na, uh, nakakaiyak siya eh, yeah. actually, nung, after nung match. Like, I got teary-eyed kasi parang sobrang saya niya with that match. And it wasn't even a title match, you know. But it was great. And yeah, Bianca Belair's moment. Yeah. I, I gotta say, to, to add to her point, like, two non-title matches stole the show for me. It was Cesaro and Rollins and also Zayn and Kevin Owens. But my favorite moment, just on emotions, was when Vince McMahon yes. gave the speech in the beginning and said that there were people. Yes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> there's people. Yeah. Like, there's hope, man. You, That's this Mr. McMahon. Yeah, you and JK. The last speech like that was uh, the, the 9-11 one, with, right, on the SmackDown. Right. Like, it gave me the same vibes of, like, hope. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I enjoyed you it. and, and JK bring up the same point here, and it's actually a very good one to bring up. Because I eh. when I saw Vince walk out, not because COVID yung mga tao. I mean, that's that. But then because they walk out, you see the crowd, and it's like everything that happened in the past year of no shows, of Thunderdomes, of, of random cinematic matches. Just It was all worth it to get to that point, eh? To be able to perform in front of people again, to be able to hear that pop, that reaction. Uh, I I I did a I did a live stand-up show last week, and honestly, performing we can do all this whole streaming, this whole Zoom thing forever in a day, but honestly, being able to do it in front of people, right? being able like yeah. oh, being able to spin in clubs again, being able to perform in shows again for you guys. It's just, it's there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Um, last point on WrestleMania. Um, I just gotta say that anybody and everybody who's still dunking on Bad Bunny right now should just shut up. I think you're just being bitter. Yeah. You're being jealous yeah. because Bad Bunny. I said this on Twitter. No WrestleMania. He's basically us. You mga lifelong fans. Yeah. Who got the moment? Yeah. Who got to have a WrestleMania match? Perform a Falcon Arrow, a Canadian Destroyer, a La Mahistral. Putra, he really represented us out there oh, and he uh, showed uh, the business respect. You say he was yeah. like us, like we we're all Grammy winners? Are we, are we, all, are we all going to I wish. I wish. Yo, let's go. Let's go. Up yo, also, that promo with Triple H after yeah. you did your thing and now it's time for you to do yours. And then he, they had the whole listing of his tour shows. Yeah. I was like, goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> Collaboration, yeah. Yeah, we need, we need uh, Triple H in a future Bad Bunny music video. Diba? Naka Booker T na, naka Ric Flair na, baka next sa si Triple H. So yeah, um, I just want to say that about Bad Bunny. You know, I, I think I can speak for all of us when we say na, the final verdict is Bad Bunny, great. Bring him back anytime, yeah. right? Anytime. Benito. Bad Bunny versus Walter. Yeah! You want to talk about that, Patty? Because um, somebody did bring that up in the comment section just now. I think that was Mark Angelo. He said favorite moment. Din niya yun. And uh, uh, <laughs> have you ever had a moment like that where you're ka or parang you're just expecting to be in, in game mode and then that happens and it's embarrassing? Yeah, um, you're completely thrown off your game. You know, I there was one gig. I think it was a festival, so I went down, and then I wanted to run uh, to the crowd. And then as I was running, I tripped, and then I really fell on my face. But then, champre laban na lang, de ba? When people still cheer, 
Tuloy pa rin, di ba? The show must yeah, go I mean, on. It was, it was about to happen. That thing is long. It was raining. Pyro wasn't working properly. It was about to happen. And it's now a storyline yeah. that makes her relevant <laughs> on Raw. So I, I, I totally dig it. Like, let's go, Mandy. And their outfit, feeling ko sobrang hirap to wrestle in their new outfits. The, the pink parang uh, one onesies. Sobrang hirap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sana lang si Hulk Hogan na lang yung nadulas or si Jackson Riker kasi racist <laughs> sila. Yeah. 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 He was getting booed, right? Yes. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Yes. I'm you proud of the WrestleMania audience for that. I'm re- really proud of them for booing Hulk Hogan. Because <laughs> I remember being at 35 and when Alexa Bliss brought Hulk Hogan out, that place cheered. Like, ako lang, yung, yeah. ako lang atay nagbuboo sa section namin. So itong crowd na to for 37, they were better. <laughs> they were better just for that. JK in the comment section is saying bad bunny for WWE 2K22. Why the hell not? Yeah. 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 I, I, I would yeah. play as bad bunny in uh, 2K22. So yeah, um, we'll, we'll transition to NXT TakeOver because we didn't get to talk about that last week. And I'll ask uh, Ro here because he has thoughts on this. Did the pinaka main event, the unsanctioned match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly take too long? <sighs> Yeah, it did, man. Um, all right, a lot of people are gonna say that it was a good match. It was great. It was not bad. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination. It's just I personally am over Adam Cole. Um, I didn't feel the urgency in their little uh, unsanctioned fight. To me, it felt uh, there were vibes of classical Brian Leo versus. Mayhem Brannigan Iron wow. Man match. Yo, seriously, <laughs> wow. seriously. Parang parang no, feeling ko parang naglalaro lang sila doon. It wasn't as brutal as it should have been. Parang maybe um uh the the fact that there isn't blood anymore, uh blading isn't allowed anymore. Definitely hurts that stuff. That story like that. You want one of them to burn the other guy? No, I just wanted him to bleed. Because they hate each other at this point. So might as well make the other guy bleed, right? And that would have added a lot more drama to the whole thing. I felt like Walter's matches had a lot more brutality in much shorter time. That's just me. Igo Chino, your thoughts on that main event from TakeOver? I, I f- okay, so I feel like, yes, it was too long. But oh, hey, by you bring Bradigal versus Bradley, yo. Like, come on, guys. Like, let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> like, really? You guys really you, you stand by that? I mean, okay. Vibes on. Vibes on. I mean, okay, whatever was said was said. But I feel like, yes, it was long. Also, I feel like this didn't warrant an unsaturated match. Uh, because remember how we got the last unsanctioned match with Champa and Gargano? The buildup was perfect. Diba? It was a blood feud. Patayan kung patayan. This one felt a little rushed to me. It didn't feel as organic. There, the history was there, but the turn wasn't as earned, I feel like. It was just a, a jealous Adam Cole who hates people outshining him was not something I could get behind because the UE seemed a lot more solid than that, especially with, with what they've been through. So story-wise, it didn't make sense for me, especially when you got this 30, 45-minute match where they were just hitting each other over the head with anything they could find. So it was it as urgent. I will agree that if it wasn't an unsanctioned match, if it was a normal match with their normal spots and normal drama, uh, I would have liked it much better. Parang the the unsanctioned no DQ weapon stuff didn't really do that much for me. 
How about yung big picture stuff for TakeOver? Like, should TakeOvers also be two-night events from now on? Because we all agreed na WrestleMania, two-night event, yeah, let's do it. But what about NXT TakeOver? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think um, they deserve that uh, treatment right now. I think uh, the biggest strength of a TakeOver event is that it's highly curated. They only pick four to five to six matches that deserve that TakeOver spot. And that kind of makes it a lot more special. I feel like if you do it once a year, like for the media that goes with TakeOver or TakeOver that goes with media, then it makes a lot of sense because it makes it special. But like Rose said, TakeOvers are very are very well produced by their tight little packages of what NXT can bring to the table. And so I like how they were able to do that in all previous TakeOvers to this one. Sad of the mind, they, they actually make it special. Like they make people who appear on TakeOver earn their spot there instead of just throwing everybody in, in the pool and seeing what sticks out. So um, let's talk about the champions now. Because we have new NXT champions all across the board, basically. Mark Patty, I'm not sure if you guys uh, kept updated with all the new champions. Karrion Cross, Raquel Gonzalez, Kushida, and MSK. Uh, my thoughts ba kayo on these new champions? Mm. I'm just glad that it's now on Tuesday so I can start watching it again because <laughs> I've been point. on the Dynamite run. That's just me. Like I, I, I haven't been able to follow um, NXT because... Yeah, yeah. I've only got three shows, man, plus the weekends with, with pay-per-view. So I'm glad now I can start following. I think that's a fair but, point. Uh, it's a good point yeah, that he brings but, up because every night of the week now, moving forward, has wrestling. I don't think they <laughs> even had this in the 90s. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Actually, that's the only guide. Parang that, that's our only guide with our week. <laughs> we know it's Tuesday because we're going to watch Raw highlights. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, now we get NXT, then Dynamite, and then we get SmackDown, and then pay per view. Um, yeah. Fair point. Fair so, point. Anyway, I'm sorry to go off topic. No, no, no. I'm sorry, that, that's fine. Yeah. That's totally okay. Iga Ro, your thoughts on these new champions? Uh, new, uh, quick thoughts, Zung. Um, They are who we thought they are, uh, they are who we wanted them to be. And, you know, I'm always a big fan of Raquel. Uh, I thought Cross was going to win the championship from Finn anyway. MSK well-deserved then. Uh, Kushida did not see that coming, but also well-deserved. So good good on all of them for pulling those triggers. Chino? Sabi ni Bruce Lib, sayang na yung second PC monitor niya. Bruce, madami pang UCL. Hindi yan sayang. Hindi yan sayang. Madami pang UCL. I will say that I agree with Michael Balaan and say that Karrion Cross doesn't need a title. Uh, I don't feel like he should have won. I don't feel like it was earned on his part because by giving him the title again, it's like they were going back to square one, you know, when he was injured and they weren't really able to do a lot with him. And granted, you were already or are already on the main roster, the right? Sila retribution and all that. So it would be interesting to see where they take it from there. But at the same time, I feel like they could have kept the title on Finn a lot longer and make him a little bit more dominant and then give it to somebody who was deserving, somebody who could have stepped up to the plate, who that person is other than Karen Cross. I don't know. Hey, I just want to say a uh, big shout out to my doppelganger Kushida for winning the Cruiserweight Championship. <laughs> Thank you to everybody congratulating me at Dahil Jan. Let me also flex my yeah! version of the Cruiserweight Championship. <laughs> Why do you have that? Did you win the last league? 
No, I, I haven't surrendered it because the pandemic happened. Okay. So context up for everybody. <laughs> we have a fantasy league for wrestling and it's championship belt namin. And I actually lost. So I didn't retain the title, but because of the pandemic, I kept the belt. So so he's basically Jordan <laughs> Devlin. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, say what's up to Angela G, the great Angela G, who's tuned in tonight. What's up, brother? We're gonna be taking a quick hey, break. Angela. When we come back, we'll talk about Chris Jericho back on the WWE Network for a one-time special. That's coming up in a bit. But first, here's another way you can support the podcast through your online shopping. Let's go, Ro. All right, guys, uh, we gave you one link, Kanina. We have another link for you now. Uh, again, your online shopping can help us do what we do here. Just got to use our affiliate link, tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. So, Shopee naman chayan, tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. Again, portions of your purchases will go a long, long way in helping us do what we do here. Now, let's take another break and hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Aaron Cristobal inviting you to listen to Tawa Let's, the podcast that takes you through Philippine comedy through the eyes of different writers and performers. You'll be hearing from many people who create comedy content to see what it's like whether they're just starting out or have been doing it for many years. Kaya Tawa Let's! Let's get to some shoutouts on Kumu. All right, uh, people are joining us on Kumu as well. Uh, see, si Victor, aka Gimme Buckets, is saying uh, Raw Monday, NXT Tuesday, AEW Wednesday, Impact Thursday, SmackDown Friday, and Pay Per View on the weekend. He's also saying that One Night Takeover is good. Five matches on the card is enough. Emil is saying also that takeovers are just perfect as a one night event since the NXT roster isn't as deep as the main roster. Sir, you are kind of wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> Medjo deep, deep NXT roster. Uh, Tristan Riddle, bro, uh, just follows us. Thank you for following us. Uh, he says Roman Reigns is the best. Yes, we acknowledge him as our tribal chief and the head of our table. Uh, Emil also says that uh, his favorite moment or one of his favorite moments was when Rhea Ripley was crying during the America the Beautiful song. Got him teary eyed as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally ruined her, you know, kayfabe. <laughs> her, this is my brutality. <laughs> Yeah, thank you guys for joining us on Kumu. Uh, always glad to have you guys talk about uh, the same stuff we were talking about. Yeah, I still have a hard time believing that she's a heel in this scenario. Dina, 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 Dina. They went back on their word again. And yeah, yeah, they did. Say, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, sell as well, especially when they did that interview with, uh, what was the name of the band? Uh, Ash Costello of New Year's Day. Yeah, oh, that whole bad thing that they jacket pa sila lahat ni Rhea Ripley acting like all Mark. So parang, hindi ka na heal nun, di ba? Ne, tsaka nandiyan na rin naman yeah. si Charlotte, di ba? She came back no raw after Mania. Oh, true, yeah. basically the heels. Oh, yeah. dude, her like breaking the fourth wall after Andrade's interview and like how there's jealousy with her backstage and calling out the roster one by one. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you guys enjoy uh, this new side of Charlotte. Uh, we're going to be seeing more of that definitely because she's going to be feuding with Rhea Ripley. But we're going to talk about Chris Jericho this time because he also came back to the WWE universe uh, through the Broken Skull session. So, Mark Patty, as longtime fans and knowing where Chris Jericho is now as one of the main stars on Dynamite, what, uh, what did you think about seeing him and Austin on the WWE network? We talked about this. I was like, honey, do you think there's a possibility that he would show up? I mean, just like a one-time thing. Because I saw his Instagram post also na parang nasa likod niya yung jet ng WWE. Yeah. 
or yung private plane. So I was thinking, parang, honey, I think he's gonna show up. Maybe like he'll get allowed by Tony Khan, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. So like, oh, when when that uh, teaser came up with the Y2J noise, I was like, oh, here we go. And then I I kind of had a hint. Because it was recommended on my WWE app, all the Jericho uh, docus, and I started to watch them. And then I was like, oh, something's got to be happening. So I was super, super, super excited. Ro, I know you haven't seen it yet, so I'll go to China for this one. What's your uh, biggest takeaway more, the takeaway that surprised you the most? Well, first of all, that Jericho actually knows his worth. He knows his value. He said it again and again during the podcast. I am not a second match guy, right? Despite yeah, right. Despite what everybody else has been saying about him, what Vince thinks of his value, he thinks of him. He knows his value. He knows his worth, right? That's why he was so. He was brave enough to go to Japan again, to brave enough to venture out into the wide world of wrestling, to even be take the role that he's taken on in AEW, not just as an in-ring performer and the leader of the inner circle, but also as a behind-the-scenes guy who helps out all the new wrestlers who've never been on TV before. He knows... Locker room leader, exactly. right? Yeah. He knows what he brings to the table, and he knows his worth. And can't mention by I'll be honest. Imagine, like, he's, like, waving his dick size in front of people for a lot of the fun. Um, but at the same time, you can't really discount his worth because he's been doing it, yeah he's been doing it for so long right? so the fact that he knows what he can bring to the table is just actually it's very refreshing nowadays also i like yeah. how he brings up improv and, and comedy a lot in the in the segments that he does he shows that he knows how to have fun he doesn't just know how to have fun but he also understands the value that comedy brings to wrestling and how to incorporate yeah. it properly how to incorporate aspects of certain things from pop culture into his gimmick, into the promos that he cuts, into even his rig gear. The fact that he wore his hair for the longest time, like Gene Simmons, I never got that, but he brings it up throughout the episode, and it was just, it was incredible. Mark, I know you have some thoughts yeah, you want to share. Yeah, I just got to like uh, continue with what Chino said. Like He said somewhere in the podcast that like, you know, if I was still there now, I'd still be writing your name on the list. And like he knew that he had to um, branch out. And I thought it was going to be watered down. Honestly, I thought it was going to be watered down. But they mentioned like AEW. They mentioned New Japan, the Omega matches. Like I'm so glad it wasn't watered down because I wrestlers from AEW. That, yeah. yeah. Favorite, favorite wrestler or something like that. Yeah, ta- yeah. Ta- ta- so, uh, you, the Thompsons are correct when they said that because he actually brings it up on the pod as well. But nobody knew who the Young Bucks were before AEW. Yeah. But only in, correct. Indie people only knew of Kenny Omega from Japan. But they didn't, he knows that these guys were just at the same level that he was and he was more than willing to bring them to this uh, sort of level that AEW is at right now. For me, the biggest takeaway was that the KO Jericho feud from 2016-2017 was supposed to main event 33 for the Universal Championship. And now, I just hate Goldberg even more. (laughs) I really blame this on Goldberg. If Goldberg didn't come back, we would have gotten KO Jericho for the Universal Championship and he would not have been a second match guy. So I hate Goldberg even more now. But there would be no AEW if that worked out. 
Mm, that's, that's another true. good also point. Also true. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, may silbi pala si Cold Brew. Yeah. Damn it, Marito! <laughs> yeah, and no, you know what? You bring up a good point. Kasi even during his WCW days, diba Jericho wanted Goldberg to squash him in a pay-per-view. He didn't want to be yeah. a jobber on some random Nitro. And that's actually what led to him leaving WCW and being the Millennium Man for the WWE, right? Because he knows his worth. He knows what he brings to the table. And it's just right. so it's so incredible to just have this opportunity to deep dive into what he he's done over the years. Uh, si Mark said something about not being so uh, uh, not being as 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 sanitized as a version as we thought we were getting. I feel like, yes, because CM Punk released a statement, again, CM Punk being CM Punk, said that he thought that they weren't going to pull out the hard-hitting questions. And I feel like Austin did yeah. pull out the hard-hitting questions. I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I super, super agree. You know, we, we, he talked about why he left. He talked about his his worth, what he brings to the table. Uh, and, and it's actually just a lot of an eye-opening experience for me. Yeah, and it's nice to know that like uh, there's certain people like just to get behind the scenes of like when you talk to Austin, you know you gotta like have a thirty minute to an hour conversation, like just to hear those right, little things right. throughout. I was like, ah, oh, that's so cool. You know, they don't text; it's just emojis and then call. And <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I like that. I yeah. like knowing what they're like behind the scenes. I haven't oh, seen no, it. But, oh, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, just to jump off Chino's point really quickly, I haven't seen it, but I want to say that I'm always amazed when Vince McMahon allows people to com- allows people to complain about him on his airtime. But uh, how do you that? But you create content against yourself. How do you do that? See, SCC yeah. Punk brings up a great point when he said that it just shows that Vince isn't afraid of AEW. Um, the reason he yeah. allowed yeah. it to happen was because yeah. he doesn't really care. He doesn't really think of them as competition. Now, if that may be the case, then the, good for you, Vince McMahon. They really still they did they still made one hell of a year out of 2020 with COVID and all that happening, right? still their biggest year yet. Granted, business-wise, yes, successful sila. Uh, but the fact that he was brave enough to have Jericho on and respects Jericho and feels like he, they can build off this relationship down the road, yeah. it's still worth noting. <laughs> Speaking of, can I add on that? I have a feeling that Jericho may be using this as, you know, to renegotiate his contract, <laughs> get a bigger deal, because the year's almost up, right? So... Is it one year left, or how many? Years I, I, I can't remember. Uh, I will. I'll, I'll get back to I, you on that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's about a year left. <laughs> I think if you're a know. huge wrestling nerd and you really want to study the business, uh, reading Jericho's books and now listening to your podcast, mga must add items yan to your syllabus. Like you really have to take all that in. Like finding out ano yung pinakukuhan ni Jericho ng ideas, like how yung turning away from the crowd and posing. That's from Michael Jackson, pala. Uh, the Spinal Tap references in his um in, in his WCW run, all of the stuff that he would do. Um, no Country for Old Men, the from 2008 Jericho, all of that stuff. You have to uh, really understand the way Jericho's mind works to get to understand how brilliant he is. So, so I love that. He, podcast. Yeah, and, and when he said that he made his comeback and he was clean cut. He came back mm. in suit, right? He didn't want to be called a Y2J anymore. You know, I was dead. He realized yeah. that that lived its life and that he has to move on from, from that. And so to acknowledge that and to know that he has to evolve like the way he's had to do over his career is just an incredible insight. Right. 
Yo, Patty kind of takes a lot from that too, because like she always looks up to Jericho with how he re-evolves, rebrands, and she kind of does the same thing. Like she rebrands all the time. Maybe not with a list, yeah. but like <laughs> Jericho's a G. I was gonna say the gift of Patty Chuba. <laughs> like, My scarf, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, his rebrand is incredible. Uh, my favorite actually was the short hair when, you know, he was more quiet. He wasn't yelling anymore. Flamboyant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Suit Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yo, can I just add, I always enjoy hearing Vince McMahon stories. He's like a unicorn. <laughs> you know, he's like special. And they, they kind of let a couple out there. But uh, I got to say my favorite one. Well, this is not in the podcast, but it is about the whole sneezing thing. I don't know. I just I love hearing Vince McMahon stories. It's it's it always entertains. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Uh, Brody, yeah. Something that Brody Lee made fun of uh, back when the Dark Order was um was uh, starting out uh, Dynamite. So yeah, rest in peace, Brody. A couple more things before we take it home. First off, it's actually the one year anniversary of Black Wednesday. So today is the date that a lot of these superstars were fired from WWE because of COVID related budget cuts. So Sina Rusev, Zack Ryder, Heath Slater, uh, the Good Brothers, Mike and Maria Canellis, and a whole lot of others. Drake Maverick before he got rehired. So yeah, Black Wednesday happened exactly a year ago. Um, sobrang dami natin pinag-usapan about that. Uh, you can check out our backlog of e- our our our, um, uh, our catalog of episodes to hear our thoughts on that. And one more thing. People in the comments have been talking about Omos. We haven't talked about him yet. So let's give him a little love because he had a hell of a debut. And in our little Discord watch party for our patrons, we have dubbed ourselves bilang Omos fans as Omosexuals. Omosexuals. <laughs> Mark, I love Mark it. Mark and Patty, what did you think about Omos? He was great. It was entertaining. I, I got to say, he reminds me of Diesel. With like Michaels, right? Yeah. Like, cause, cause he was originally Michaels' bodyguard, yeah. uh, right? So Diesel, I kind of see the same thing in a way with that. So he could be like the next Diesel in the future, a few years down the line. I don't know. I just see it that That's way. That's how they're building him to look, right? They're building him as the heater to AJ Styles' vet. Um, I like how they were able to the all three of the guys in the ring with Obos are workers. Right? we know that. For a fact, yeah. and they were able to make Omos shine so well, even with like simple moves, like a like a hip toss and the, and the backbreaker. He only really did three things, but everything that he did was effective, and and it showed. Yeah. Right? Say when you're seven three, for uh, nearly three hundred plus pounds, anything you do, right, simple lang, is effective. Just look at Walter. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I want to. Yeah. I want to go to Ro here since he's the one with actual wrestling experience. What can you say about Omos having that type of showing? Given that see Abyss yung producer no match na yon. They knew what they were doing. Uh, Chino hit hit it on the head. Nah, you got three guys who are good in the ring, uh, telling Omos exactly what he should do as a big guy. So um, when you got Abyss, uh, Joseph Parks. Producing that match as a big guy, uh, you know you're in a good you're in good hands. So uh, I don't think there's anything to worry about Omos, even though he might be a little physically limited, being uh, seven foot three. Uh, I know that they will do him a lot better than Great Kali. All right, 
<laughs> now, uh, we're about yeah. to take it home, but before we do that, uh, we got to give you our picks of the week. So, your pick of the week is our favorite match or promo or segment. We kind of went around uh, with this, Kanina, with your favorite WrestleMania match. But just in case something may have come up before Mania or after Mania, now you really want people to check out. What is that? So, let's start with Chino. So, for my, because it's a two night event, I have actually two, not, not an honorable mention, but two equally worth watching and listening to picks of the week. My yeah. first pick of the week goes out to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, despite Logan. I can't believe I'm putting a Logan Paul match on here, but indeed it's a factor. <laughs> he wasn't a factor, so yeah. I, I'll just say that. My second pick is actually a series of podcasts that Rene Paquette released over the weekend prior, over the week prior to WrestleMania, and she just has great interviews with Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Rhea Ripley, and page um and oral sessions oral yes. sessions yes it's such a such a good listen especially for people like mark who like the behind the scenes stuff or like getting to know people and what they're about and you get to learn about cesaro's childhood in switzerland you get to know about how deep sammy zane is like i was actually legitimately surprised with the sammy interview because he was the guy he was a guy who was just up all about living uh up life to its fullest. It was all about embracing the zest of life. And it was just such a beautiful interview uh, to learn more about why Camus marks out every time we bring out Sami Zayn. And Rhea Ripley as well was good. And Paige was also good. How about you, Ro? Your picks of the week. So yeah, I'm going to go with the hipster pick of the week and go with Volta versus Rampage Brown on NXT UK because it was really good. Let's go to Mark and Patty here. Me, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn talaga. And then another one would be the promo of Charlotte Flair uh, Ooh, nice, nice. after me. Yeah. That's great eight. Yeah. That's great eight. Yeah. Okay. Mine is uh, is a, is the promo, but the paid promo of Seth Rollins. Uh, <laughs> this is a paid, this this ad was made by uh, close friends of Seth. I don't know. I just enjoy stuff like that. For me, that's that's one. Besides the matches, that that was another one. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, from night one, it's Cesaro and Seth, and then night two, the Universal Championship match. So there you have it. Those are our picks of the week. In case you're too busy to watch all of the wrestling that we're all able to watch about, you can just pick and choose from the ones that we cherry pick for you guys. Now, as we wind down here, we got to let you know that hashtag WWP seven years is happening throughout the entire month of April. In fact, we're on week number two of our giveaway. So, babyface producer Nikai, let's show the people what they can win. For this week on hashtag WWP Seven Years, you can win this Funko Pop of the Queen Charlotte Flair. Put it on your screen right now, so you can win this from us and from Kramer Toy Warden. And all you have to do is to cut a promo on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You can cut a promo on all three of us or individually. Pwede pwede yon. Keep it about a minute, a minute and a half, but it's not too long. And then make sure you make it public on Facebook or on Instagram and use the hashtag WWP7Years or on Twitter and TikTok, make it public and tag us. It is at Wrestling2XPod. So there you go. We'll be announcing the next winner at the top of next week's live stream here on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod or Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Uh, let's get some plugs before we get out of here. Mark, Patty, do you have any upcoming sets that you want to promote? Oh, I got an album coming Wait, out. Uh, my band. Nice. Thank you. Nice. My band project, Moon Man, just turned a year. And uh, yeah, we got an album coming out called uh, Gemini. And uh, I think Patty's got a record coming out. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, but it's still a surprise. <laughs> it's a time to be creative. Because we're not going to do Also, I got to give a shout out to Stan, Ro, and Chino. You guys are awesome. Thanks for always having us on you know the the podcast after me hey. thank you <laughs> you always have a spot here on the podcast thank you guys for joining us as always uh chino any plugs on your end okay so class cloud has a has two new episodes out this week my first one is a solo pod featuring myself uh well it's just me shooting the shit with with myself about the English language. And the second episode coming out this week <laughs> is the opposite of the English language because I talked to Kabulistogan. If you guys follow that Instagram page, that very popular comedy Instagram page full of all those memes, I actually talked to him. I find out where he gets his comedy from, where he gets his memes from, how he started, what he thinks of being this internet success overnight, all that and more on the Class Cloud Podcast with Chino Liao. Find it on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or on my socials at Chino's Precise. All right. For me, it's uh, On Deck with Stancy, my podcast about radio DJs. My guest for this week is Mark, our former co-worker, Chiki Verhel, uh, who's now with 1PA. Yeah. So we talk about the transition from being a potty mouth on radio to being super serious and super credible as a newscaster. Yeah. So that's a really fun conversation yeah. that you might want to check out. It's also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ro, let's tell our listeners how they can be part of our live pay-per-view watch parties. Before that, let's greet JK again one last time. Happy birthday, JK. Uh, happy, happy birthday, JK. Birthday. Birthday. Yeah. Your All right, guys, you can join our Patreon and, you know, join our crazy watch parties. So now you know, we have watch parties of pay-per-views. We have a Discord community. We have early access of some audio-only exclusive episodes coming your way. Uh, exclusive merch as well. And, you know, exclusive content of uh, show reviews, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, pay-per-views, all of that stuff. All you got to do is sign up at our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month or $5 a month, wherever you may be. Uh, you know, just go do it and, you know, join us. Yeah. Uh, shout out to admin Jackie for putting the URL in the comment section. Uh, we're going to be releasing there yung, um early access clip of our next episode featuring uh, featuring Andrew Goldstein. Former WWE writer from the mid-2000s, and he's the executive producer of Dark Side of the Ring Confidential, which you can catch on Vice. It's a great interview that we had. We recorded it last night. Yeah. Can't wait for everybody to catch that. And you can also catch our most recent audio-only release featuring Matty Wahlberg of PWA over in Sydney. He played young Ric Flair in Young Rock. We'll talk all about that and his time on Australian Survivor. Uh, don't forget to read smarthenry.com for all of your wrestling news and reviews and for everything that... I love that. Thank you, Patty. Uh, I think that's how we all connected, <laughs> but because you showed love yes, to Smart I Henry. always share it. Thank you. <laughs> Really appreciate all the love for SmartHenry.com, which turned six years naman this year. Um, as for us, though, here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, we're calling it a week. We'll catch you again next Thursday here on Kumu at 7 p.m. Or if you're listening to the audio-only version, then it goes up on Friday. Thank you very much to everybody, the patrons, the listeners, the viewers, Mark and Patty for joining us, our babyface producers for putting these all together. And don't forget to stay safe, mask up, wash your hands, and register to vote. 
On behalf of Ro and Chino and Mark and Patty, my name is Stan. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.